Yo, this is Greg Capullo, man, and you're listening to Elegant Weapon. And you know who the biggest elegant weapon is? I can't tell you where it's located, but it's uh, got something to do with me. An elegant weapon for the more civilized ages. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an Elegant Weapon episode 333. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay the Jedi Ross, a Ross Jedi J, and as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J studios. This week's episode of An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Sequential, the brand new Canadian independent comic book magazine. Sequential is not only sponsoring an elegant weapon this week, but they are sponsoring our sister show on Never Sleeps Network, Speech Bubble. And I'm going to let our very good friend, Mr. Aaron Broverman, tell you all about Sequential, the Canadian independent comic book magazine. Mr. Broverman? For those of you in the comic book scene in Canada, you know Sequential was founded by Saul Good Sam. Well, he's teamed up with editor... Brendan Montgomery of the Canadian Comic Books Wiki to bring you this new digital magazine, Sequential Digital Magazine. It's a free quarterly magazine bringing you closer to the amazing Canadian talent who make their own comics in Canada with reviews, interviews, articles. There's something for everyone. In the opening issue, they've got an interview with Credible Threat Press, one of the best independent publishers on the scene find their debut issue now at sequentialmagazine.ca and follow can comics wiki that's c-a-n-c-o-m-i-c-s wiki on twitter and instagram and check out the new sequential digital magazine edited by brendan montgomery founder of the canadian independent comic book wiki So there you go, kids. Doesn't that sound very, very cool? Please get online immediately and check out Sequential, the Canadian independent comic book magazine. This week on the show, Sam Noir, Casey Parsons, both contributors to Cauldron Magazine, which currently has its volume two in Kickstarter, and it's kicking ass in the Kickstarter. They have reached hundreds of percents. Stretch goal after stretch goal. Uh, I'm very honored to be part of the Cauldron crew in my performance as the Dweller in the Cellar, uh, which you can see if you go to Kickstarter now and type in Cauldron Volume 2. Cauldron is a very mega cool magazine in the styles of uh, heavy metal, tales of suspense, things like that. Uh, Casey and Sam, they dropped by the L5J studio so we could talk about that and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. Uh, very soon, in a few days, I will be traveling once again back to the great state of Michigan for Astronomicon 2. I'm very much so looking forward to this party. We're going to be hanging out with our good friend Source Point Press, Dirk Manning, and all them beautiful Michigan people. So if you're out in Michigan, please come by Astronomicon 2, and if you see my happy face bouncing around, please do say hello. But for now, this week, please enjoy my conversation with Cauldron Magazine contributors Sam Noir and Casey Parsons. Victims of the Winchester Rifle. Just got to clarify that. The victims of the Winchester Rifle. 
Um, clown hookers. <laughs> These are the things you may hear about on this episode as I reside here at the L5J Studios with Mr. Casey Parsons and Mr. Sam Noir. Welcome to the show, fellas. Hello. Thanks for having me. We're hanging out. We're having good times. Back in the basement. Back in the cellar where the dweller lives. If y'all are unaware, Casey and Sam are part of Team Cauldron. Uh, I would like to congratulate Team Cauldron on full fundage of the Kickstarter for Volume 2. That is an absolute relief. Within the first, what, eight hours? Eight hours. Eight hours. It's unbelievable. Within 36, we were uh, 200% funded, so... It's wonderful. And yeah, there's yeah. Still, what like eighteen days to go? Something like that. Something yeah, like yeah. That. Yeah. Right about ridiculous. hit our two hundred fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. No, point. so yeah. we're we're absolutely delighted. We 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 couldn't be happier. We're we're bigger and uh, better than last time. This is this is this is the direction we want to go. It speaks to the success of Volume One, though. Yeah, it does. It does. A lot of return uh, pledgers, and uh, yeah, the fact that uh, we were funded even quicker this time. We were funded within twenty four hours last time, and so yeah, there's an audience for mature readers, uh, uh, large format magazine comics. It's it's a it's a void that. I didn't realize it needed to be filled until you guys have filled it so well. We're, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, we're, we're nostalgic for the format. I'm certainly nostalgic for the format. Uh, heavy metal, creepy, eerie, Savage Sword of Conan, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, all those magazines from the 70s and 80s uh, that we used to get on on the newsstands uh, was, was a... An amazing format, and unfortunately, because of the way uh, comic stores, comic store culture generally works, and again, I, I know this is a, a generalization because there's different, but on, on the whole, everything's built within comic stores for racking and uh, storing comics. Right. Comic-sized comics. Which is kind of ridiculous, if you think about mm-hmm. it. Because if you go into something as basic as a bookstore, yeah. the shelves are designed pretty much to handle any size periodical you want to put on that shelf. Right. And what, the, the really, there's no place in your comic shop to fit something that's not a comic? That seat it feels close-minded. To well, me. the book the bookstore thing is fantastic, and the graphic novel revolution because as a result, you do get all the different sort of uh, sizes from various book publishers versus, I guess, the dedicated comic publishers that are very much. And don't get me wrong, I love the comic format. This is what I grew up with. This is what I love. But I also grew up with the magazine. You know, Mad Magazine, even absolutely. You know. They yeah, yeah. Matt's still out there. Yeah, they oh, rebooted yeah. actually recently. It's actually gotten really edgier. They've they've uh, put the teeth back on uh, the Mad Magazine. I think they're what been back a year or something like that. Three or four issues in the can. <clears throat> it was unbelievable how excited I would get when the new issue of Mad came. Oh yeah, out. like were you guys like like oh, yeah. I had a stack. Mort oh yeah, Drucker like a was a giant hero of mine. Yeah. Mort Drucker's amazing. Jack Davis, uh, Jack Davis was incredible. Even Don, guys way back like Don Hollywood. Martin, yeah, Al Jaffe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sergio. Sergio Aragones. Yeah, unbelievable, man. Legends. But, spy versus spy. Oh yeah, genius. The the simplicity of <laughs> Those, spy versus spy remember, and the visual humor. I would get my issue of Mad along with uh, my issue of McFarlane's latest Spider Man. 
Oh, wow. And I must have been 12, 13. Did you get it at the comic store or did you get it at the grocery store? Those times I was getting it either at the convenience store at like Park Royal or the convenience store at Bostock. Nice. In the area, in the L5J here. And I didn't know about comic shops. Because when I was started getting back into comics, because, you know, I'd always been into them young. And... You know, I've told the story many times that my first comic books were Green Lantern comic books and Archie books bought for me on the way to the cottage. Yeah. You know, did you know, entertain mm-hmm. me. And <clears throat> that kind of kept me interested in it. And then my comic thing, like most kids, was Super Friends and watching cartoons. Oh, yeah. Which for sure. led into wanting to watch the old Marvel kind of still motion Oh, yeah, yeah. They basically they took take, Jack like, Kirby. Jack Kirby's art and just yeah. moved it around. And the mouth would move or whatever. Or they'd mouths. zoom in. Like, I remember how much I enjoyed... It didn't matter that the visuals were like that. Because I had to the watch that. were stunning. Yes. But the audio was really well done. Oh, very like, exciting. Yeah, yeah. doing the voices. And it was great, right? I had to watch that in French. Yeah. Weird. Uh, yeah, no, because uh, the only channel that showed it, I think at 6... Five or six in the morning, a French CBC showed the Marvel superhero show. I and got to see uh, Spider-Man. I got to see right. the Fantastic Four and, and nice. all of those uh, early, car- even Spider-Woman. Yeah. I think Hulk yeah. had a cartoon. Yeah. But, I used to uh, rent them. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. I remember watching them at my grandma's because I used to go, there was a Jumbo Video in St. Catharines. Oh my God. I would go Jumbo Video. We would go to Jumbo where my aunt worked. There's still Jumbo Video. I, I, I noticed... Uh, uh, it might be the last one on the planet. Where was That's it? That's amazing. I passed, uh, I passed it the other day. But I had a similar I experience growing up too because I was watching The Incredible Hulk in French. My grandparents. Was <laughs> two and a Hulk, the Hulk, the Hulk. Lou Frigno freaking nice. me out and giving me nightmares. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think you cared when you saw those cartoons. It's just you're seeing those heroes on on TV. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. exciting. You didn't care like. It was drawn badly or anything. You just needed to see them. Like, they were the stories from the comics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, They they pretty much adapted. They would do kind of little one-shot things. Oh, yeah, yeah. They totally adapted. So that, watching those kind of got me wanting to actually buy comics again. And then that's when Mm -hmm. you meet your friends. So it was like grade six, of course, was 89. You're Mm -hmm. the Batman, right? Yeah, yeah. And I already been to comics, so this was great. And, uh, or sorry, 89. What did I say? Did I say 86? No, I feel like 89 89. Well, when Batman 89 came out, right? And everybody in the world had a Batman shirt. Didn't even matter which one it was. As long as Mm -hmm. it had Batman on it, it was fucking cool. I had the Joker shirt. Yeah. I had the ha 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 in the background, the the killing joke one. So that, you know, I I was like, and meeting friends in like grade six, that's when I was like, I want to start buying comics again. Mm -hmm. And starting to check them out on the rack at the convenience store. And I remember... Buying Spider-Man, a couple issues, and I was so lucky I got in at this time because I remember going to get my, my next issue. And I was already buying Mad Magazine like crazy, mm-hmm. and I went to get my next issue at Bostock, and that was the day I saw it. I saw Spider-Man, I think it was 296 or 298, whichever McFarlane's first issue was. Yeah, yeah. And it had Chance. Just before Venom uh, showed up in 300. It had Chance on the cover because the first two issues he did, the bad guy was that guy Chance. Oh, that's right. Right? The green and the guy with blaster fists or whatever. Mm -hmm. And 
I remember thinking to myself, why is Spider-Man shooting barbed wire out of his fucking web shooters? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was sure that that's what was happening. I yeah, was like, yeah. when I read the story, there will be a reason why he's shooting barbed wire. Because normally he that's would funny. just shoot the line. It was... Yeah, uh, that's when McFarland changed everything. Yeah. I was like, his Although Art huge. Adams would draw it like that as well. Uh, bef- just before... Uh, Todd McFarlane came on the scene. Uh, right. Art Adams, I think, did like a Web of Spider-Man co-starring uh, Warlock from the New Mutants. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was he always added freaky. a little more string yeah. and knots and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. But McFarlane really did the, did the spaghetti. Spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. watched. There's a video online of how to do it with McFarlane. How, yeah, McFarlane. Uh, oh, that's right. I think I've it. seen and it's that. It's very simple. It's like lines and curves. Yeah, and like, yeah. It looks way more complicated, but he's just than it building it up, is. building yeah, it up, he's just mm-hmm. building it over. But mm-hmm. oh, I remember when that when he jumped off and did the independent the Spider Man title yeah, yeah. and that cover yeah. that sold over a million copies. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and trying to draw and copy with the silver webbing. foil variant. Like and... I don't know how many McFarland drawings I copied. Like just amazed by the. How That's much all line that we drew back then was McFarlane. And yeah. these lines yeah. don't always make sense, but they just looked cool. And yeah, well, like, McFarlane why? Why does this work? Yeah, McFarlane himself, I think, said <laughs> yeah. that he made up for shortcomings by over-rendering. Like, just going crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now, yeah. when was the first time you guys uh, discovered mature comics? Uh, and I guess Mad Magazine sort of fits in that realm. because uh, You know what? Probably heavy metal. There you go. And not necessarily reading it, but I remember having a girlfriend when I was like 14 or 15 and her older sister dating a guy who was all about heavy metal. And we would go to their apartment and hang out and stuff in Toronto. And I remember seeing posters and them putting on the videos. And, you know, because I remember Bakshi animation from all from the cat, right? uh... No, like rock and roll. Oh, yeah, Ralph yes. Bakshi, like rock uh, and roll. Nelvana, yeah, Nelvana, uh, uh, rock and rule. Yeah, rock and rule. Rock and rule. And uh, what was the other big one? He did the Lord of the Rings. Uh, Heavy traffic, stuff, cool world. Right? Yeah. Uh, that Mighty Mouse cartoon. Where so, but watching, pedals. you know, and I'd see the heavy metal because John Candy was a voice in oh, it, yeah. I remember. Well, Super Channel always played right. the animated movie, too. I, so I, that was my TV. first memories of that kind of, that there was stuff for adults mm-hmm. were big-titted ladies with swords on dragons that I would see when I was a small kid on, yeah, yeah. you know, the movie or <laughs> posters or magazines lying around, right? And with all they, that European art as well, like heavy metal yeah, was just yeah, no, filled was with Goulet yeah. and Mobius and yes. Creepbacks. And, and I think and that on. was it for me too. It's, um, well, it goes back to the Hulk, digging around for rampaging Hulk magazines. You're going to come across Conan and, and heavy metal and epic and things like that. Well, the painted covers on the magazines as well. Right, And, right. and they weren't subject to the code. That's the other thing. Yes. So you were, I think we've said this a few times, yeah. we were always, and it sounds like you were as well, a little too young when we discovered these mature readers uh, See, comics magazines yeah. whether it's savage sort of conan or yeah yeah even even mad terribly subversive you know and ter- it was it didn't have it wasn't subject to the code so they would it always... was also stuff that was relative to stuff that we would kind of know or be familiar with as far as like growing up my grandfather introduced me to tarzan Oh, yeah. And would tell me a lot of Tarzan stories and stuff. And he had the Tarzan books. And then you would notice, oh, there's Tarzan magazine. Uh, you know, and that would lead you mm-hmm. into the, that, that. Well, the Tarzan kind of animated thing series existed, was great, too. right? Sure. So I remember, you know, and old, also my great grandfather had all these old uh, dime magazines, these old thick 
cowboy oh, and western pulps. pulp magazines yeah, yeah. from back in the day with beautiful covers. Yeah, oh my yeah. god, it's a lost art. Those those yeah. beautiful painted. See, we were we, when we were younger, we weren't bombarded with so much new constant content and information like they are now that yeah, yeah. we would dig or we would have more room to notice old stuff stuff that had been used bookstores garage sales like you know the flea flea market you were always stumbling across comics everywhere Uh, relatives the the dentist and i was also always into that stuff like from a little kid so it was Mm -hmm. always encouraged for me with the art and the comics you know my parents always loved that stuff so yeah, I was yeah. lucky to have an older brother that was into yeah, really see, cool that's stuff. key. And I didn't know I was young. I was just into the Hulk and buying that. Yeah. But he was getting all kinds of different things. So he he picked up heavy metals and he picked up Conan and ElfQuest and Epic Illustrated and sure. Punisher and and Martial Law. Like oh my god, me. Martial Law! Seeing that when you're about eight years old, which yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> changes you I, as an artist. So I'm, I'm a, uh, I, it was like the types of adult comics too. Like beyond that, I remember being. Uh, it was my 19th birthday and I moved out and I moved in with some friends in an apartment in Oakville on Gainesboro by the college there. And they were all college kids. Right like by Sheridan. Out a thing. Yeah, at Sheridan. And I remember having been there for a bit and one of my roommates was this artist guy. He's now actually a really accomplished like trapeze guy. Uh, shout out to you, Mark, if you're out there. Those were good times, brother. Land safely. But, <laughs> uh, the first the first person to ever put a sandman comic in front of my face oh neil gaiman oh, yes. sandman yeah and i have i think we all remember seeing that for the first time. And, oh yeah you know and that changed things when he started introducing me to that and death and another roommate in that house ryan he introduced me more thoroughly to the lord of the rings and I had no idea how deep that well went. Oh, yeah. Right? So that was a lot of discovery at that time about that kind of stuff, right? And then high school is when you start to learn about, oh, look at the at, uh, the killing joke or, mm-hmm. you know, the dark night and things like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, do, do you think uh, things have – because th- we didn't realize there'd be such a, an overwhelming – because I was a bit nervous about the mature content. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll admit this, and and we even went back and forth about like how really? far what was only it in terms of what sales or or no, just in terms of how far audience. we were we were going to push it, and yeah. and what audience were we going for? But then yeah. we unabashedly uh, said, you know yeah. what, we loved heavy metal, we loved epic. Like who cares about who we offend? Like this is the the, the art comics of our Good youth point. is what should well, be the have touch you point. Encountered right? a so. single bit of offense from volume one? Uh, no, not not at all. This is this this is my shock. Like. Like the fact that, uh, and I think the direct to consumer model really works as well in terms of people discovering us on on Kickstarter. Yeah, you have the option to look at it; it's not thrown in your face. Necessarily. Hey, it's kind of the way that things are being ran. I mean, look at Source Point's success. No, you're it's absolutely on right. On the floor, on the table, I think, yeah. you know, with the uh, you know. Well, it helps that we love the hands and horror stuff, right? and supernatural content as well and genre sure. stuff. Yeah, and I think you're going to get better content when you give. That kind of creative freedom when you don't put restrictions on even our page length. We don't say it has to be 10 pages. That's like true. Mine, mine's going to be eight. And then I think yours is 13 well, pages. Well, I think yeah, it's yeah. also a big part of the success of Cauldron is how organically 
it came together through yes. friends. No, absolutely. And the synergy as well. people, right? People all of yeah. the exact same mindset of what you wanted to create out of this. Mm-hmm. And going yeah. forward with volume two has stayed in that exact same vein. Yeah. The people added to this volume, like Fred Kennedy, Jason Toskowitz. All Casey like-minded Peters, people. All yeah. completely like-minded. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and fit fit the profile. Or even, right? well, but even if their styles are vastly di- different, like Casey's gorgeous painterly oh, style <laughs> versus uh, Toskowitz, who's more of a classic cartoonist. But then we wanted to push both of them, uh, you know, to challenge themselves as well. So Good with diversity. And seeing Keith Groucho, right? Like, yes, like, as well. Get a little yes, darker Keith. and twisted, and uh, you know, yes, that's Keith fun. normally at the other end like of that. See him let loose, yeah, yeah, like yeah. But mix it up a bit. It, it was Keith a Keith is pile. quite uh, uh, prolific. And He's yeah, prolific like, and like, versatile. Like when you're thinking about it at this Very point, you know, we've gone Keith from is amazing his kids stuff to you know the the stuff he's done with Dominic. Oh yeah, and super nice guy yeah, as well. Yeah, like yeah. we love Keith. It was it was a pleasure to welcome Keith uh, on and now board. Now for him to get a little more horrific for sure. Yeah, yeah and yeah. also and he's uh, working with Ricky. Yes. on this. Well, one. here's Ricky the other Lieber, thing too. Right? Uh, what is we, it? The encroaching war. The encroaching war. Yeah, the encroachment war. Encroaching war. That's that's a line that I kept flubbing. As the dweller, we couldn't figure out. I think there was one point where it was literally what just what happened. There's like six people in this room, all like encroachment, encroaching, encroaching. Yeah, no encroachment. Well, Ricky wrote it. Did you all turn to Ricky and? uh, We did. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Keith wanted to write a little more. Like he wanted to get more into telling the story. So this was a great opportunity as well, uh, pairing him up with Ricky yeah. and then uh, letting Keith uh, be involved more in the story aspect and the world building and, and all that kind of stuff as well. It was a very fascinating pairing between between those two. And it, So did you guys works. approach all the new people or the, were the new people all people who came to you and said, I want to be involved next yeah, time? It, well, or? we've oh, always both. been, yeah, we've always been fairly curated in that we we are looking for that synergy that like my well the main thing is uh uh notice none of us are really superhero people and we all have sort of different styles of of writing and drawing but on the flip side there's there is a certain attitude and there is a a certain uh approach uh, in terms of the mature angle and being able to see you know where the limits and how to push that how to push that envelope uh yeah it's amazing just being a, so so it, oftentimes it's more of a a feel you know and there has been a lot of approaching on both sides in terms of uh folks that that just seem to fit really well Casey Pierce uh is in this issue right and she's uh we invited her on to do some prose because we were looking to to mix it up a little bit and have it's a magazine so add a little more prose content to to that while staying in the same vein and she's perfect because yes. you know not only her being a horror writer but she's mm-hmm. rad as shit and, oh yeah and, yeah you know, no, it, for... it's, you guys have have this wonderful balance of of and I think it's the key uh, to success of fun and taking it serious just enough. Yeah. You know? Well, it's yeah. got to get yeah, done. Sure. You, yeah. And the team came together beautifully. Yeah. I I have to admit, I I went away 
for a few weeks out of town and we were just about to launch and it was left you know, you what? know what Sam though it was like you never left man. <laughs> I know I know I'm messaging constantly but on the flip side everything got done like yeah. the, you know oh, I, I, yeah. I, I we're capable trust in the team trust in the team uh, well that let's let's segue over to tell me about the shoot the so shoot. you you of course host <laughs> our uh, Kickstarter video, and I wasn't there, so I, I have no hear idea what you're talking about. The, the, the video shoot. <laughs> well, I'll it was the, fun. It the, was fun. All right, characters. so kids, uh, if you kids haven't seen out there, uh, you know, hopefully you have all seen the video because you've all gone to Kickstarter and pledged. Those of you who haven't should immediately worth it just to see jason's performance as our mascot so when we did let's start at the beginning with volume one <laughs> okay you guys uh you know are a bunch of artists but of, of the first original crew there's no real hams hams there's no no real no basically not all no real three of us are personalities like, do we yeah. want our Who faces on the video? video impartial right. uh yeah. support yeah. i think yeah. on the video so you guys hit me yeah. up because i'm a loud mouth no, and, but and I don't mind at all. That's so, what we said. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's get that loud mouth <laughs> to do the video. And I no, was but you, it would be fun. Is the other help. thing. It That's, was super fun. It would have been painful yeah. for us to awkwardly hello there. I'm on camera. Oh yeah. Whereas we knew we threw watching me do it. We throw you in front of the camera, yeah. and it would be a party, a blast for sure. Because this is our, our thing. We want to have fun, and we did it straight up though. You know, we wrote yeah, it a few yeah. things, got the info, and I didn't do any kind of character. I was just trying to present it in the in the mood but you that were it was kind of that's what i'm saying i i i presented a mood yeah. not necessarily but you a had character. the start of a character right that's yeah the there thing. was a we, thought there everyone of, was sort of going we could do hey, something with wait it. a yeah. minute yeah so we we decided to do that for volume two is mm -hmm. put this character together well, very quickly of... we already had the, the name the dweller in the cellar yeah. well the yeah. basement well, the l5j studio here here it, it is classic old 80s 70s 80s wood paneling on the i walls. love it I the love lighter it. beige color. <laughs> this is like and, my favorite place. And uh, yeah, so, you know, we go with that. So we go to Kensington Market, which yeah. is a super fun day. Well, we the other piece of this is Shane has a friend who's a makeup artist. Yes. So we knew, yeah. but we didn't know who the character was. That's no. the, that's the yeah. whole thing. <laughs> and we decided to have a, a, a for, for lack of a better descriptive term, a pretty woman day where yeah, we took yeah, you shopping yeah, totally. and you tried on outfits. Here's the montage of you yeah. trying on a, a different outfits. Yeah. So it came together. We put a few things together and uh, this character. And once I put everything on, I started to kind of feel it. Yeah. The and stuck in the seventies character. I think the shirt, we got the shirt first, right? Yes. The shirt was the first. Shirt and, was everything. and then Shane was just obsessed with him having a military jacket. Yeah. Or yeah. Like a band. Well, he kept calling it a jacket. Captain Crunch jacket. Yes. That's what he wanted. <laughs> He wanted that so badly. And then the glasses were perfect. And uh, I cut in that creepy little pencil mustache and greased up my hair. And Well, just even hanging out in Kensington you know, for the afternoon was, was blast, fun. Man. I that had was a super lot of, fun. Yeah, but those vintage clothing stores yeah. are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you found the perfect Such ensemble. great food. That's my thing about Kensington now. Jamaican I just want to go there to fucking eat, man. I've it was never so been. good. You've never been to Kensington You've got to come with us next time. I'll come with you. How we, long have you lived in we, Canada? Yeah, too long. <laughs> like, I, I worked in Toronto and everything. I just never made it down. Anyone there. Dude, get through? Wait, how old are you? How old are you? 
Oh, I don't know if I should. Yeah, I'm you should be, divulge It's going to be 42 in March. Okay, you're my fucking age. Yeah, I know. Exactly. By, I'm a month older than you. How did you possibly live <laughs> through the 1990s? I'm way without, out. He's a world traveler as well. That's no excuse. There's no way you go through the it's 1990s. so far away. At that age, Weren't you in England during the 1990s? No, no, I was those. A teenager in the 90s who hasn't been to Kensington Market. That's a story that needs to be written about. Well, because I was in Oakville and Sheridan. Good Lord. So, anyways, well, we should take Casey to Kensington Market. Tap deep fried Mars bars. Basically, uh, uh, Kensington Market is a little area in Toronto. It's a few blocks, uh, or like two blocks, a few streets. Where uh, a very long time ago, a lot of immigrants came. Yeah. So there originally was a, a Jewish neighborhood. Originally Jewish, and it became very mu- multicultural. Chinatown moved in. Yeah, around Chinatown as well. kind of surrounds it, and then in the sixties, a lot of the hippies moved in, and the it artists. became uh, yeah, like an artist commune as well. So it's this incredible mix of culture. Uh, ethnic diversity and foods. Every food imaginable uh, art, from art all over culture, the world. Yeah, crazy hippies. Vintage clothing vintage stores, stores, record stores. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a really amazing place. And uh, it's, it's really a drum store now, too. It went through a kind of a lull. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, but now sure. it's it's really, really busted. Especially and, on weekends, they close off traffic. And so. Uh, right, so got, we went there, we got all the dweller stuff, and we kind of put it together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, when they see him, I get a lot of shades of Stan Lee. That happens all the that. time. I yep. can see that. And in yeah. my mind, he's a mix of Stan Lee and Tony Clifton. I love that. That is what I <laughs> feel in my head, right? And I, I can I, see that. I'm actually. happy with Volume Two, and I'm glad people are enjoying it. I, mm-hmm. I think we can get him even tight, more tight. Like, you know, get them a little more precise. Oh, of course. And, you know, because now that I've kind of done them once, it feels mm-hmm. it feels good. Well, the other fascinating thing is, <laughs> uh, right, like, again, the character's not fully formed, but we are doing introductions, comics, like, wraparound uh, uh, vignettes. Oh, get the word him. across. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. having to, to, so there's there's a weird yes, process he'll be there. In, like, drawn, he'll be in the magazine, mm-hmm. drawn as, you know, himself. the dweller, so, the yeah. dweller in the cellar, yeah. and our, our poor friend uh, Atem Pochier of uh, Kingston Gaming Nexus is playing your put-upon landlord upstairs, who That's has awesome. to uh, yeah, yeah, try yeah. to rent out that, that place while putting up with your antics. That's uh, amazing. Your, See, perhaps even murderous antics well that's the thing is i'm trying to because like as weird as he is it's hard to find a weird creepy mix no it's you want to put the creep in there and the horror in there but at the same time he's gotta be he's gotta be a host he's gotta get it across but (laughs) yeah yeah but but because i don't want to just be like he's not the crypt keeper you know no no he's he's our creating a unique character yeah but yeah, so we're still, little, he'll he'll grow, but he can grow as the magazine grows. Of course, and, of course. And, and that's what's fun about this yeah. is seeing it grow, right? Yeah, there's a playful homage to the Crypt Keeper, or it's kind of a, a fun well, the mockery. humor, exactly. Yeah. The humor, right? there's, there's got to be a little like dark humor. I don't, I'm not going to yeah. spoil it, but Shane's got a fantastic idea for Volume Three's video with him. And uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Might be. I mentioned something With to the, him. So that, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah, saying yeah, to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I think it was my idea. I think, was it your idea? Well, I mentioned he it to him. He loves the I just kept picturing that. He won't stop yeah. talking this about is, it. But this is the collaborative media. Yes, yeah. This is the beautiful yeah. thing. So often we're working alone. Oh, yeah. he is. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that you guys, you know, we've all been friends for a bit and everything. But it's really cool as just like. 
you know, because you live this as a podcaster in the nerd world or especially in the comic world, especially in the independent comic book world. And you talk to so many independent artists who are doing their thing. There is a lot of uh, like tourist anxiety or like, oh, yeah. uh, like what's the word, the term for it? Like Performance anxiety? No, no. Like I'm... I, feel like I'm faking it in a way. I'm in, I'm oh, in a world where I don't Imposter do, syndrome. It kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, because I don't make the damn things. I just talk about them. Mm-hmm. And talking is so easy. And a lot of people, I get that, there's, of course, there's a role for it. I provide a voice. I provide a platform Absolutely. for a lot of people who can't. I, I know better than that. But occasionally, I'm just saying, because I'm constantly bombarded with such talent, Mm-hmm. occasionally you get this little tinge of that you know yeah, yeah. but but having you guys being so open to this yeah. you know mm-hmm. and it's something i want to thank you guys for making this a thing where it can be a multimedia thing yeah. it, it all wrapped in together well it feeds gives me a chance other. to get involved in something like this yeah, which is yeah. it's even more of a chance for me to get creative you know because you know podcasting if you really want to get in it makes you always want to do more you know mm-hmm. hence like my involvement with source point press or whatever yeah you yeah. know or the great philadelphia comic-con those are all things that led from me just talking about comic books mm-hmm. so to get to be this involved is is amazing so and, I, and there's I a magic guys, to this right it well, is it's, it's alchemy it. yeah. it's, and we're not making a comic yeah. either that's the thing <laughs> we're making a fucking horror magazine like mm-hmm. a thrill magazine exactly. which is insane but well, we, we for, have for, things for, like i'm i'm well. now having to listen to uh, your video over and over to try to get your speech pattern so I can write it into the script. I've got dialogue in there right now, yeah. but then you have a certain speech pattern. And, that's and what I'm so... trying to tighten up the most. Yeah, Because yeah. there was a lot of improv in that to the point that I think... No, but I, that's great. The that's... speech pattern can be better mm-hmm. delivered, I think, if I just... I'm more not thinking about yeah. it. You but know? the energy of that improv, too. Because like, there was think... a few times that I went kind of grew. There was a few times where it started, it started to sound like this. And I and I remember doing a line or two. Your accent would change. Just like, why are you Russian all of a sudden? <laughs> why are you British? <laughs> when did that happen? You know, so I'm trying to tighten that kind of stuff is still going with the flow mm. of it. You know what I mean? I feel like the character is someone who... Uh, loves this kind of stuff. And it, he, I, I also, there's a little bit of like, uh, what's his name? Sly P. Martini from Guar. You know oh, Guar's geez. manager? Or Sleazy yes, P. Martini. Yes, 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 yes. Sleazy P. There's a little bit of him in there too. I like too, that, yeah. Right? So he wants to push this thing, but he still thinks everybody's a bunch of idiots. <laughs> so I want to promote this comic because I want to make money off it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a sideshow barker. Oh, that would in be a way, perfect. like or like a freak show kind of you know ringleader. Yeah, yeah. That's where the whole vibe. I'm trying yeah. to see if we can get to that point. Well, it's an know? odd meta thing as well, right? Like it there, is, there is you know? there is different layers of you playing a character who's also in the comic and which is great, which I love. Come which, to life, yeah. Right? This is so, so so much fun. It's a blast, and and uh, I think beyond that, the thing I've heard most about. Uh, people's excitement for volume two in the Kickstarter has been Mr. Adam Gorham's cover. Oh my God. People are blown yeah. away by this awesome cover that and is so, so perfect. And might I, might I add, uh, <clears throat> colored by Casey as well. Oh, Perfectly you color colored. That? Yeah, oh, congratulations. Well done, man. It looks great. Well, we wanted that, that retro a... painted look, right? Yeah, no, it looks And that totally was a, that was a hectic yeah. uh, 24 hours. Yeah, for talking you. about your imposter uh, syndrome there. Yeah, it's, it's, it was exciting but nerve wracking. Like, oh man, colored Adam Gorham's thing. Right. Like, oh, geez. That's thrilling. And all that. Yeah. 
That's intense. So did you? <laughs> it took you a couple of takes. It? Like what tech? Oh, so you got a scan and he took. <laughs> I I talked briefly with Adam about it, like what he thought the colors are like, and you've seen his colors on uh, Jughead, oh, the Hunger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, the colors are pretty wild, you know. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Acidic, uh, graphic, acidic. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's so perfect for his art. Oh yeah, the yeah. Beautiful, for sure. beautiful covers he does. His line work is incredible. And I work so differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I have this kind of old school painterly thing going on. But that's the beautiful thing. We but can. That's what you guys kind of wanted. Yeah. Like, what would that look like? I if you feel did like the some, sorry, I feel like sometimes Adam draws with his coloring in mind. I think so. I, I think he does a lot of his so. inking with his yeah. coloring in mind. I don't no, know if I would that's agree a common with that. thing. But... Well, he he is a, <laughs> a, a, one of our fellow uh, Ty Templeton uh, students. So he does yes, sort of come of out of yeah. things with a, a bit more of a holistic view right, in terms right. of here's the composition. And, and right. uh, I think he colored it when he did the Toronto Comics uh, covers. Yeah. Uh, he colored those as well. That's awesome. And if you haven't seen his work, he's got a new um, Valiant title coming up too. Um, yeah, he's got a bunch coming up. It I looks just, fantastic. Just uh, Punk show, Mambo. What, yeah. Three, four episodes ago. Yeah, listen, that was so, a good episode. Yeah, kids yeah. go back. And, that, and uh, we met up at Altered States, and it was cool. wonderful guy. Yeah. His and local consistent talent, too. absolutely, as well as Ted Templeton. So yeah, it's cool. And man. he was yeah, L five J. What what? <laughs> it was well, so actually, great. I shouldn't you say well? Yeah. Adult, sorry, Altered States. I always thought he was more of a Clarkson kid. But he's actually more of a, a Rockwood Mall, like Central Parkway kid, like a little bit more than North Mississauga. But I thought he was. But this has been his shop. But again, Altered State's been around for. Fucking oh yeah, that's yeah. a great now. comic yeah, store yeah, as yeah. well. So, but no, we were we were very happy that uh, Adam. That's amazing. Did yeah. the cover yeah. like it? It just he, yeah. See, he came something through this for us. fun led to just another awesome thing in your portfolio. That oh now you've colored Adam Gorham. Too, I don't know right? if he. You know, I hope he likes it. But oh no, he did. He he did say <laughs> he, he messaged us and said he 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 did the colors. <clears throat> You know, yeah. you're trying to that. I think the cover I did for the first issue helped. Like, I think that was, you know, it was a successful cover. Yeah, right? People yeah, like that retro. It's Frazetta not connected feel. to any story. No, no. no. Book, we right? basically asked for a Frank Frazetta and his style. His Casey's yeah, natural so style is up. actually uh, a little more expressive uh, than than a Frazetta. Uh, uh, but then you 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 banged out a Frazetta. Like it was incredible. So what did you say to Adam? Were you like, just do what you want? Pretty much, pretty much. If you get Adam Gorham... He's like, I'm going to do a knight. Smashing the ground with his sword. Yeah, yeah. We didn't (laughs) think of the old Frazettas. That's kind of how it was with heavy metal too. It would just be like, you just have a painting. Yeah, And a lot of times these artists and writers would just make stories based on his paintings because they seem to have such a a whole thing going on. It's like that was an active universe that they could draw from. My my favorite creepy in Eeries were when uh, they had a cover... Mm -hmm. And a whole bunch of different uh, uh, writer-artist teams would do their version of the story they imagined from the cover. In terms of the Frazetta one, one of my favorites is there's a King Kong spoof where Frank drew a giant naked woman climbing the Empire State Building (laughs) holding a a little ape. Yeah, it's no, it's a cover of Creepy or Eerie. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's a very famous Frank Frazetta image uh, because it parodies King Kong. But on the inside, like including Richard Corbin, I think like eight or nine different art teams 
did their version, their interpretation of that story. Like the covers are so evocative. Like I, I can look at your cover and there's a story there. I can start to see the, the story. We've talked about this too. Like it would be yeah. fun to do an issue like that. Coordinating yeah. it would be a nightmare, but it would be fun <laughs> to just get a cover and everyone does a story about this night on the cover or everyone does this right. story about the, the snake woman that uh, Casey yeah. came up with. I had started another painting like just to keep on on the side like just in case we need something we always need <laughs> something casey knows twice now he's delivered on covers so at the last tell minute. me a bit about uh miss pierce's prose and how long it is how, how, darkly like, gorgeous she's amazing is it a page? Uh, came like, in, how are you gonna present it came like, in at about uh, 600 words it's a, a one pager and actually we've uh, paired her up with our friend uh, Aaron Ong. Yes. Uh, essentially, uh, Casey was uh, inspired by, I guess, a Giger, H.R. Uh, Giger's uh, uh, artwork. Right. And he does a lot of sort of biomechanics type stuff, you know, the alien design and the necronomics. There's an eroticism yeah. to it, it's cyber yeah. erotic dystopian darkly beautiful erotic darkly beautiful <laughs> but them clown uh, hookers you were talking about <laughs> that's it <laughs> but uh, yeah uh, shane had the idea of uh, or maybe it was ricky you know what of the group think it came out that uh, we all agreed right away that aaron ong who does beautiful uh, mecca Yes. Drawings. He does uh, back unlike anyone yes. else. It's, Technically, it's, it's unbelievable. Gorgeous. It, yeah. it looks functional. So it goes back to that older question you were asking, right? So that was like an unusual pairing where this guy would be perfect for this story. Yeah. People who don't know yeah. each other, so but we're him and invite him in. Yeah, right. we're, we 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 know the both of them, and we think this is a match made in heaven. Like, but we're gonna be mixing ourselves around too. Like, I yeah, think like, aren't you two gonna do something for? Yeah, me and Sam will do something. Well, would, and oh I no, but Casey and Casey. Well, yeah, was, yeah, me and Casey Pierce uh, are scheduled for next issue. Volume yeah, three. That's, see, that's it'll be awesome. volume three. It'll be a story Casey, in there. Casey. And I I've <laughs> I have a story from her. And I'll tell you, it's it's it'll blow your mind. Like it's so good. Casey Pierce, if any of you are unfamiliar, uh, she's a horror writer out of Michigan. Uh, she used to write an online blog that turned into a, a short kind of story novella called uh, Pieces of Madness, which you can still get. And she writes a comic called Nora for Source Point Press. Uh, it's incredible. It's about a coma fisher named Nora and it involves all this CIA government experiment, you know, supernatural type shit. And uh, Casey's an amazing friend and she uh, is taking the plunge and is going hardcore. She's going right. to be doing a lot because, uh, you know, a lot of people reach that career point in their career where they're like, okay, hey, they're going for it. Mm -hmm. So I would just like to take this moment we will all send Casey our positive vibes. Absolutely. Because um, we know you can do it. And she's she's going for it. She's making it her life. She's going to write. She's going to write, write, write. And you're all going to read and you're all going to love it. Because as Casey was just saying here, it's fantastic shit. So anything new, I'm excited hey, to hear about. We're delighted and to we have And we know you're going to kick board. ass, Casey. You're going to continue oh, to yeah. kick ass. And, uh, you know, good luck on the future, doll. 
but uh, yeah, you know. So the you know, I, she was such a perfect additive. To oh this, yeah, to for this sure. magazine. It I think like, she's sure. selling that book right now, trying to raise money to get a car or something, isn't she? She's she is something going. Uh, well, you know, like a she's fundraising thing. Yeah, she's doing a fundraiser. Um, I don't think she'd want me to you know toss that out too much. All right, forget I this. said anything. No, no, not that at all. <laughs> if you know Casey, yeah, Casey's got to go. It's just an opportunity right to now. support her. It's, it's a good it's time. It's an opportunity to support her. Yeah, uh, Casey mm-hmm. does have a GoFundMe going. It's not for anything professional right now. I just don't want it to get confused. Like she's got a Kickstarter or something going on, but it is for right. something that is going to lead towards her being able to. Uh, delve into this professionally full time. So if you want to go to GoFundMe and I guess type in Casey Pierce, uh, you know, it should come up. All right. It's a uh, P I E. No, I'm yes. P I E I E R C E K A S E Y. And if you just want to support her dream, uh, she is more than deserved of being supported. So get on there, GoFundMe and support Casey uh, and put her in a position where she can just write all goddamn day. Uh, that's where we want her to be but either way yeah such a perfect additive mm-hmm. oh yeah and you know there's more in my i've even have in mind you know there's people mm-hmm. that i hope to see in future volumes well, well we thought it'd be fun just to confuse people to have casey <laughs> parsons and casey pierce we're gonna have just maybe go sam with Casey's, uh, you know? we'll have shane uh get sam tweedle involved <laughs> we'll shane go. with shane kirschenblatt or something <laughs> nice, you know like nice, we'll do nice. something like sam agro yeah uh, yeah, yeah. yeah no this is this is the the fantastic thing <laughs> Why not? Casey, yeah yeah casey pierce is a team player this is this is the other wonderful oh, thing Casey's, she's you know, awesome you want her in front of you yeah yeah you, know, no, you don't sure. want to be in, in 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 the wrong way you want that support because she's a fucking superhero is what she is she yeah fucking, you know and our next uh, well here's the other i think this started off from an exchange right essentially like we gave her the First issue of Cauldron for the Cirrus campaign. That's right, yeah. And she, she gave us Cirrus number one for this campaign. And so right, uh, right. our next stretch goal is actually everyone gets a free digital copy of Cirrus uh, number one. I yeah, it looks amazing. Re- uh, edited by Toronto's own Miss Allison O'Toole, which is just more Canadian another fantastic into yeah. the Another fantastic person to work with. A yeah, lovely well. person. I can't wait to Allison's that, been yeah. my editor on a number of different projects uh, yeah. uh, on Toronto Comics and the Frankenstein thing and uh, she's the best editor well, I'll, for amazing too, yeah. I like this to, genre. I'm she gonna, loves I'm it. I'm going to have another she loves it. credit stealing moment because I like to do this because as go. I just said you got to get over that imposter syndrome right? Mm-hmm. So you have to take credit for things sometimes. There you go. Whether they be yours or not like Morte credit taking all the credit for that thing's existence. Sure. Sure, Dave and Kevin made it and everything and thought of it and approached each other about it. I was involved, which means I'll take credit. So the real work, though, <laughs> behind the scenes. Well, no, Kevin heard Dave on the show. Yeah. Well, it's he, connecting he the right people. Idea, right? He had his okay. idea and he heard Dave on the show and was like, and then checked out his work and was yeah. like, awesome. So, you know, yes, credit. Um, well, it's all about connecting the right people. I hear about this amazing project about to be released called the Wayward Sisters Anthology. Mm-hmm. And my immediate thought is this cannot be made without Casey Pierce's involvement. This is a project, you know, created specifically for her and her ilk. So I immediately sent her the link and I was like, do this. You must. (laughs) And uh, she couldn't at the time, just too damn busy. She had a whole bunch of projects going on and she was too involved. So she couldn't do it. Um, But... 
her being a guest here in Toronto at the shows, I introduced her to Allison. Said, look, this is Allison and Wayward and this and all. Mm-hmm. And at least like minded people, know, two yeah. very like minded people. And, you know, and then on their own, they started to talk and they hit it off and everything. And then I heard all of a sudden that Allison was editing that. And I was like, God damn, that's super cool. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, credit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I can't even remember if I did introduce them or not. There but I do go. know that I. I sent Casey that link. And just yeah. having sent Casey that Wayward Sisters. So hopefully she can be involved in the next one. Because I don't see them not doing another Wayward Sisters after the success of that. Right? Like, I'm sure they're going to. I'm gonna, pretty sure. But what's the other one they're doing right now? They're doing the queer one. Yeah. There's... Right? Is it called Queer? Queer something? The Andrew Wheeler one? No, the Toronto Camp Comics Anthology. Yeah, yeah. The one is edited by. Wheeler? Is that? That's edited Andrew's, by Andrew Yeah, he's still on Wheeler. I don't know. I think. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. the the details uh, escape me. I know uh, Allison just did the Frankenstein anthology that I'm involved in. It, when's that coming? But out? it's not from Toronto Comics. It's right. her, that uh, Allison's her own. own independent. When is thing. that coming out? Uh, soon. The, it was it was successfully funded on right. Kickstarter. But this has been so a, a long time the, making, right? Uh, not necessarily. Like since at least I heard that it was happening. Not necessarily. The Kickstarter was just before Christmas, wasn't it? And then uh, was it? Something like that. I guess so, it's probably just in my there, mind. Yeah. I probably just heard about it. You well, guys talking us about behind it the so scenes early. have been working yeah. on it for a while. But yeah, it, yeah. Uh, yeah the, I guess I've just been hearing about but it yeah, for so long. It should long. be out, I'm, I'm sure. There's a lot of exciting names Soon. involved in that one too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. when Howarth and I yeah, uh, yeah. did a did a story together. Uh, Richard Pace's cover. Richard Pace's oh, cover. Oh, He's channeling yes, yes. Bernie right It's It's oh, yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. It is Absolutely gorgeous. So yeah, I'm very excited about uh, Frankenstein and actually Gwen Howarth, uh, who right. did some amazing Frankenstein art on on my story, uh, is has a has a fantastic idea for uh, a Skinwalker story. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's going to be coming up from uh, right. Gwen in the pages of Cauldron. So, um, speaking of new involvement, Mr. Fred Kennedy. Yes. Uh, steps in to volume two. Yes. And how he was, does this come about? Well, apparently he was originally uh, slated for volume one. Uh, I think the story goes. But I guess uh, they weren't able to match. Wait, within... Didn't you make volume one? Should we, you know? We, we did. But then uh, there, I guess they, they, they didn't manage to match it up. up match up an artist with uh, Fred's script in time. What? Again, I I can't remember the exact details. I'm not sure remember? either. No, I I I would Do you think say I could either. I could I could nail a niche career as an artist writer hookupper? <laughs> you could. Cuz is that a void that needs filling? Well, no, this is issue one was a success, but I, in it was fact to the extent that I Casey, I have something to talk to you about when we're done recording. Oh jeez. Cuz I know someone who needs an artist that, you know, you sprang to mind for. And I just, that happens to me all the time because yeah. I've met so many of you fucking clowns. Yeah. And I, I'm surprised how often people Clown can't hookers. Find... <laughs> well, that Well, this is the beautiful thing about the anthology because Cauldron uh, uh, came out. Some of them. And then yeah. we do have our fingers sort of uh, right, in right. the community, the local community in terms of uh, who's doing what at any time or even yeah. discovering. I, I actually haven't met Jeffrey Miles. Have, have you, Casey? No. Uh, so what happened was uh, Fred, who's a little more established, uh, had his script in, and uh, I, I hope I'm getting this correct. Uh, Shane knew of this up-and-coming uh, artist named Jeffrey Miles, and thought, you know what? Let's uh, let's 
pair up the more seasoned guy and Shane would not pick someone if unless he was a fan of this person's art and uh, yeah Jeffrey was the perfect person for the script so he matched he managed to match up a more uh, seasoned name with a more up-and-coming uh, artist and uh, this is the type of alchemy we're hoping for right you know right. just to be able to mix match awesome. find the right team see and yeah their story turned out beautifully right. uh, what I love is every story in this volume now has its own style. Like Jason Tosowicz does uh, primarily uh, has a sort of uh, kids comic, uh, traditional kids humor comic look to his art. But uh, I think Shane had seen some of his, uh, his uh, more sketchbook sketches, some of his darker sketches. And he knew uh, Jason and I had collaborated previously and we're, we're good friends. So he suggested, why don't we try to get Jason he, he has that very cartoony look, but push him with that style into a darker direction, right? Something right, a little right. uh, darker, haunting, scarier. And uh, I'll, I'll admit, at first, because Jason and I do a lot of sort of action comedy, you know, a parody and kid stuff, uh, I, you know, I, I do have my darker sensibilities. We've talked about some of my... You know, some of the stuff I put I've into I've read my... Dwayne's Inferno. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, really. yeah. <laughs> women with, with giant holes in their womb walking about. Still, but, uh, still but me in, in some ways, uh, uh, Jason, you know, working with Jason again dragged me into the more sort of uh, cutesy realm, right. shall we say. Right, right. But then uh, with that back and forth, Jason suggested, how about we go for a darker ending? And I'm like, you're absolutely right. We got to darken this up even more. So uh, nice. Uh, it's he... so freeing that it's not a comic, right? Sorry. It's so freeing that it's not a comic. Well, it's a comic, right? but it's magazine sized. Right, but I mean, just in the sense that you don't have to stick to any given parameters, yes, or yes, genre for or sure. In anything. terms of page count, like, uh, I asked the guys, "Hey, can, uh, Jason had a great idea to turn it into a darker." creepier ending and they the guys were all for that so we got to add that extra page or just having the extra real estate as well yeah sure. you know jason yeah. again is is you often uh, well he's known as uh he's he's sort of internet famous for being the starbucks barista who will from the time you go to the cash register to the time you pick up the drink will have drawn a cartoon or a caricature or something on yeah. on your cup and yeah. he is sort of a, a best known i guess especially on instagram with these single images you know uh versus doing something sequentially and having to design a page and jason has the chops he went through uh ty templeton's uh, all the same Christ, classes i did as well been through ty templeton's boot camp you haven't done anything ever <laughs> no not with ty because oh, you and i were talking about taking that uh, yeah the basic anatomy or oh yeah yeah i would love to take that again i think there's more coming he's, he's got, got his writing workshop coming up yeah soon. once we'll we'll, we'll, we should we'll still see what's do coming that up. i would love the to take we'll see what's coming up i've been spending i spent past how many years listening to people come on this show and talk about the influence and yeah. inspiration they've gotten drawing the human figure from your head was what it was called before and yeah Thai shortcuts are amazing. Like I, that's what I need. That's what I want. Four, four years of art school over at over at Queens, and I always struggled with life drawing. Yeah. And then six weeks with Thai, bam! Suddenly something just clicks. Like the way right. Thai's built to teach. Yeah. So the way he he teaches it is is in, incredible. You honestly, uh, yeah. and then you just sit there and you repeat. You draw, you practice all class long, and yeah, it's absolutely true. You come out of there being able to draw, you know, the human body from your head. I want to do it. 
Let's well, do it. And yeah, it's also yeah. must be a fun time. Just oh yeah, it is. It is. Well, so many friendships. Yeah, so yeah. many. Not only uh, well, the Toronto Comics anthology exists because of yes. the Ty Templeton boot camp. You yes, know? yes. So that's and, a beautiful and, well, thing. Well, all all these connections too. We wouldn't have been able to get to Adam. Adam was uh, probably I, I call it the class just ahead of mine. Right. Uh, but everyone knew Adam was headed for for great things. His stuff was was amazing then and improving all the time. But uh, right, right. he's he's a real success story. So, uh, volume one, is it available in comic shops? Uh, How many shops are carrying it? How many shops out there have had the balls to make the (laughs) shelf space for a fucking magazine? Well, uh, Studio Comics Press, of course, and Kitchener, our uh, printer for volume one, uh, uh, supported us. Uh, Comic Connection in oakville just yeah. down the street where yeah. uh actually casey and i often hang out rob the, the yeah, rob com- lance yeah yeah, yeah. the, the comics the manager show. there yeah uh really got behind us it was amazing he he's he, a good dude rob yeah, oh, yeah. he yeah. sold out almost immediately of the uh original 12 that he got basically he he put them in the pull boxes of people who he thought would appreciate mature readers uh horror supernatural stuff and then right away he came back to us and i need another 12 so nice uh yeah supported our kickstarter campaign uh how has it like don't give me numbers but how's it sold like is it uh, done really well are you just happy well in terms of our print run it was a relatively small print run especially when split across all of us in fact we don't have enough to go around we still have to do an accounting of like how many books we have left so that we can equally divide them amongst ourselves right but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, within the year, it's going to all sell through. So uh, our biggest ambition, and again, this is thanks to our uh, production manager, Aaron Burr, who is also contributing creatively. He's got a one-pager, and he's coloring Jason Tosowitz's stuff in an amazing way. He's got a real retro uh, right. feel to his his coloring to, to give it that old-school uh, comics pulpy comics uh vibe right, right. but uh aaron basically suggested you know what uh let's improve the quality uh, once we get to i think it's uh the 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 four the four grand mark uh with our kickstarter campaign uh, we can go to offset printing and that way we get more copies out there and right. the quality we we up the quality as well sure, with, with, with offset printing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, uh, again, it was a real niche uh, uh, cult thing, we thought. But then uh, it turns out we're, we're going we're gonna to run out of issues. We, we've been very spare about them as well. That's awesome. Uh, just to That's keep great. them so that we have uh, them for this campaign. So people can get the first issue really? before it sells out uh, through the current campaign. So they can get both issues. Right. We uh, held back. And then uh, the other exciting news, we're launching at uh, Toronto Comic Con uh in march right but uh we'll have it printed by toronto comic-con uh yeah holy shit yeah we're, this is a this is a quick turnaround a banging us. these things off Super. so smart yeah man. yeah you but, know because the worst thing you can do in comics is not make your comics mm-hmm. is not get your <laughs> yeah. comics well, printed we hold He's ourselves talking about making a whole bunch of comics that you don't bother to actually make <laughs> is pretty much the craziest thing you can do in this industry yeah. anyways well i love the fact that we're holding each other accountable like the energy the amount of energy in the virtual room like we we talk all the time online yeah, in, yeah. A, in a little group chat but the amount of passion and energy you can't help but like get get excited it and, was a big and, debate about whether you guys stuff. were gonna stick to magazine style 
while at one point or perhaps it's, just take the still easy under... route. And you know what? I think it's answered. The question is answered itself. I think people want this. I, I love the format. I don't realize. I didn't realize the void that was there for this to fill. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. want this. A lot of people think this is very cool. A lot of people didn't realize mm-hmm. that this was missing from the landscape. Well, to showcase the you know? art as well, it's the, the, the size. Right. Uh, you look at some of the details in Casey's uh, brushwork even, you know, it, it just it wouldn't have been the same yeah. if, if we had shrunken I down. I think shelf space is, is a bullshit excuse. That. I think it is. Well, it's the great thing is excuse. with Kickstarter, we still have our direct-to-consumer model. So, uh, and you know what? A lot of stores have supported us. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's not called The Labyrinth anymore. Thunderstruck Books in uh, Toronto, just across from uh, BMV on Bloor Street there. Yeah. Uh, they support us with a signing and they carry the books I saw as some well. at Altered States, didn't Yes, I? Altered, Altered States, States supported right? us. They had, they had, Casey, the shelf, they had Casey and I in for a signing. You came to hang out for a while. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Altered States was, was fantastic. So yeah, uh, You know, and it's fun because a lot of the same people can, are at a lot of shows together. Uh, or and you guys are having the signing, so it's one mm-hmm. of those things of collecting the signatures. Yeah, I yeah. think I have. I think mine's missing two. I, so who's all? Uh, volume one was you two. Yeah, yeah. Shane, Shane, Ricky, Ricky, and who else? Well, you had um, Matt Matt Tavares, Matt Tavares, uh, coloring White. Robert Freeman, R.B. White do the back. I'm missing Robert. I think I've got Matt. Uh, okay, Keith, Keith did the pinup and colored. Um, That's right. Jason Toswitz had a pinup in, in there as well. Right, right. Yeah, J- like he colored. And Jason you got a Lock. Lock had a pinup. Lock Nguyen Lock, yeah. as yes, well. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, uh, uh, we're also at Stadium Comics, Ricky's uh, home oh, base up sweet. there See, in Brampton. So all you shops out there have no excuse, no reason. And yeah, these things. Have been selling and through. the direct to customer thing, you know, like again, Source Point does this a lot, and I see it when we're at the table. And we've got uh, there's a couple whacked out uh, comics. In fact, right now in Previews World, uh, I just a quick little you know uh, schlubbing. Uh, there's a lot of amazing stuff in Previews right now for Source oh, Point. Yeah. A bunch of titles that are going to be rolling out that are very very exciting, and one is No Rest for the Wicked which is the Minor Brothers kind of Western comic. And they're not traditional sized, you know, and they're Mm -hmm. moving and people like it. And it's, it's not, you know, a traditional graphic novel or comic size. It's actually something completely different, you know, and it's working and they're like, fuck it, go for it. Right. (laughs) And source point's got a few wacky shaped things. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I I think shelf space is a bullshit excuse. Well, in terms of the wacky shaped things, (laughs) they're, they're headed to the bookstores as well. Right. In those wacky shapes. So yeah, you know, and this is the bookstores are built for it. Right. Yeah. yeah, This is the long, long term thinking. But if your comic is literally, I, 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 sorry, if you literally can't just get a new rack that you can fit magazines on, what's that? A hundred bucks for your store or something. That's your excuse that an entire, genre of media should not exist because you can't fit it on your shelf is is <laughs> well, ridiculous. I, I, I get it. I'm very sympathetic towards towards retailers. No, I, I go that. and look no. in, in no, the there stores. There has to be a certain expectation. Them. You're giving too much leeway that way. You're pro- they don't exist if they don't have your product to sell. Mm-hmm. And you know you got to be more varied than just having all those comic books. Well, there on are your creative shelf. ways you can make you space know. as as a as a yeah, I'm once retailer yourself. sort of a silent partner. Yes, now. Yeah, yeah, with, of uh, course. Comic yeah. So it is tough. Like, but we do get 
we had giant books. You get the artist editions in there and big graph. But you can a, make yeah, room. You can, you know, you can make room and be clever about it. Even if you have to put them and just on the top back row worked, of your exactly. comic shelf. Or buy a separate standalone um, stack or, yeah, or a mm-hmm. shelf. I've seen it. In Alter it. States, smaller Alter States, Alter States have a magazine that, rack. Yeah, yeah, they got a magazine rack. rack. Yeah. And they have a kids section. And you can still get magazine boxes. Kids stuff. And all the graphic novel shelves at the back. Like, Although I do have sympathy. I think we had this conversation because you built these drawer shelves into yeah. uh, your store as well. Yeah. And of course, those are all comic book sized. It's more yes. diamond, those are isn't of, it? Isn't it more difficult? They have width, so you can fit. Oh, do they? Yes, okay, you so you fit, do have a um, magazine. Magazine size in there, so just barely. is this something Diamond can ship or is it more expensive or difficult for them? Like, is This, this something is something that... we got to look into because what Diamond has actually, I think if it's magazine size, I think... Uh, it looks like it's got a whole different section in the back that is there specifically is a magazine magazines. section. I think you can get magazine sizes in the alternatives. You can sell it through. But there. if you're a premium, because I know uh, yeah. like Criminal or or uh, uh, what was the Jeff Lemire, the slightly larger Scott right. Snyder uh, format book, the AD. Yes. yes. See that After sells that, it that... for me. That's like you. Uh, that's like stick with magazine. You're making the right decision. That's what Thanks. it is. It wouldn't quite be what it is if it's it its was you know what i really thing. appreciate you yeah. saying that as well because i was on the fence too. we have our we have our doubts sometimes you like, know i there was one period where i was kind of 50 50 where i was like you know what go for success and just make it what you know is going to sell but mm-hmm. no i think this has been again the perfect balance of being successful but not greedy yeah just wanting it to do well and but do but also be its own thing i think it's the magical it's time of this and it's just yeah. figuring stuff out and being a little uh, I'm so proud to be involved with this, guys. I got to tell you. <laughs> well, to like, be no allowed to be the it. face of something like this, is it's crazy yeah. cool. Because it's one thing. It involves uh, some of the cooler kids in, in the area and in the mm-hmm. community. And the fact that it's yet another thing that's uniting the clans. You guys know yeah. how supportive I am of the Toronto comic book community, of, of, of all of Ontario. Um, but Absolutely. I'm also deeply entrenched in the Miss- Michigan scene, mm-hmm. you know, and to have Casey get involved in something like this oh, yeah. is very exciting for me. And a lot of the crossover that's been happening is, has been, you know, it's a goal that I had set for myself in the show. And I mm-hmm. think I can say that, you know, I accomplished pretty well with a lot of what's going on and I'm very, very proud and happy. And it's the fact that yeah. it's led to this has been super cool, right? Yeah. Well, having Casey on board also, we wanted uh, uh, to equal things out a bit. I think that was one of your mandates coming in editorially was, hey, guys, can we uh, get some more women involved? Just to, just to even out. I, so yeah. There's uh, even more women that Kate, need to yeah, well, get Kate, involved. Casey's, right? Casey's uh, uh, getting involved. Gwen's got a story coming up. Um, Rebecca. Uh, Becca Gorefield. Oh, oh my nice. God! Have that's you right. seen a pinup from her, her pinup? Right, that's right. in this issue. I haven't issue. seen it. I don't think it it's is not heavily advertised yet, but it's no, it's it really is nice. gorgeous. Nice. And this pinup is a preview. Uh, basically, Shane is uh, editing her story for next issue. She is writing and drawing uh, what has been described as lesbian Conan. Nice and uh, I from <laughs> the art that needed to be filled Another. from from the art that I've seen <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is phenomenal. And I am so a much huge huge fan right of Becca yeah. Gorefield. That's awesome. Uh, we and again someone exactly like minded. Yeah, it was fascinating how close. I like that you guys are willing to take to people in you like just because they're cool yet push them in a way. Yeah, you know, yeah. taking people who aren't you know although she's don't fit a certain style yet push them. Her adult direction. content actually would. Uh, 
uh, would make us in, at uh, at Cauldron Blush, having yeah, yeah. having seen her adult <laughs> content. So, right, but and right. I, but I love it. It's it's brilliant, brilliant stuff. And yeah. to have her come in and work her magic yeah. at this size as well. Again, we're so artist driven yeah. on on this. Uh, not 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 that we don't show the lover, you know, love to the writers, myself and Ricky and Casey and Fred. Well, you got Casey and, doing a whole prose in there. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the thing and, that pushes and now, it on. As far as publicity and pushing it in PR, yeah. people see the art. That's what, yeah. you know, well, obviously, well, that's what you're going to push that way. But right? here's also. Also giving oh, the freedom the Casey, stories to be just as uh, Casey is writing his own story this time. Yeah. Yeah. So wish me luck. Yeah, we'll see no, what it's happens. Fantastic. <laughs> it is absolutely fantastic. It's a modern retell. You want you want to explain? Now is Casey writing this story yes. or is Scotch writing this story? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not gonna tell you where my superpowers come from. <laughs> yeah, it's almost That's exciting for you. I'd almost know. say it's like a kid's book for adults, like a retelling of all classical right. mythology of the story of Orpheus. This is your Eurydice. Orpheus and your your Eurydice. Eurydice, yeah. Eurydice. That's, That's it. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. before you showed up, because you came a little late during the shoot, we were like trying to figure out how the fuck do we pronounce this, right? <laughs> and we fucking Googled it and shit. And I was like, how do I say, you know, phonetically? Phonetically. Yeah. But I think I got it close <laughs> enough. So are we, is it, is the Seven Crowns thing official? Yes, yet? let's that announce official? that. Let's let's make it official. Is that what here. we're doing right now? Yes. Uh, visually announcing. This. Yes, you get the scoop. All right. Uh, this this happened the first time with. Uh, well, it wasn't. It was. Okay. We're doing an art Seven show. Cra- we're doing an art show. Seven Crowns Tattoo Shop. Yeah. Uh, they did a sh- uh, the last show they did was just a, a couple artists. It was Shane, Katie Swatsky, Sean Daly, yes. and a missing one. I'm missing someone. There were they, they had a showcase of local Shay, Shay. It was yes. Shay, of course. It was A.J. Han because he set it up. Sorry. That's his tat shop, I believe. So uh, they're doing another show, which is going to be Cauldron Specific. And yes. this is very, very exciting. Yes. Yeah. So we launch at uh, March Toronto Comic Con. And a, a week later, uh, uh, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, we believe it's March 30th. I, I think I can, I hope I can announce this, but uh, that will be our launch party. Right. And yeah, it's going to be a gallery show. All the, a lot of the original art, a lot of the artists represented from volumes uh, one and two are going to be able to showcase their work. Yeah. And it's also going to be available for sale there. And right. they'll be able to also pick up, uh, the backers will be able to pick up their uh, copy of uh, Cauldron. And Spring. beer. 2019 and beer yes and there's there's they always have great food there as yeah. well and beer and beer and beer <laughs> uh no scotch prince of of work hey. I, there's been a great demand for uh that cauldron one cover i'm going to encourage casey <laughs> yeah, here. to that the cover. A, you have the original i still have still the original. for that that'll there'll be yeah. a war for that hung up, yeah, hung yeah. On to that. but even bought... as a print make a print and sell it at the show yeah you should do that but you should There's also, if you put the original up, that would be like a war. Because it's a bidding thing, right? Like you bid on the art I, on the I, wall. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm ab- I, I don't know if there's already a price set. Or wait, was it Was it just a price set? I yeah, think, well, I, I bought, I, no, you're right. It was a price set because I bought the back cover original for Samurai Grandpa. Uh, it's called Retired. Oh, Retirement. I, sorry, yeah. while we're on the subject, because we got to mention Sean Daly. Who hasn't uh, been involved yet. 
Yes, he, he is. is. Wait, what? He's in this he's issue. He's doing the back he's cover. In this one. He's doing the back cover. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really nice back cover. There, there's he's the cherry in. on top. He kids. came through for us. That's right. That's See, another... and this one's your fault, Sh- uh, Shane. You know, <laughs> I did not bring up Sean Daly until this moment, be- and we almost got through a whole episode. But now we no, have no, we to had to. I knew going <laughs> in involved that right. we had to bring right. up Sean at some point, and this <laughs> is the perfect opportunity. Samurai Grandpa's well, fantastic. we've hit two of the three targets so far. We'll try. Not to hit the third, then, but but Shane believes in Ricky. They seem to believe I have three targets. There's three things that need to be mentioned or referred to in every episode of an elegant weapon. We've hit two. Okay, this is the drinking game. Oh, you just did it. You (laughs) hit the third. We mentioned Source Point Press. We mentioned. uh, Sean Daly, <laughs> and you just had to go and say the F word. <laughs> Mr. J. Fosgate. But if, if those are the three magic things that happen during Easy. every episode of the you show, know what? This those is aren't sim- too bad to be constantly mentioned. And for us, this is all simpatico <laughs> anyways. We love right, Source Point. Right. We've got Source Point people now working with well, us. Well, who knows on the, on, the, yeah. on the relationships that will build between the Cauldron crew and there the you Source go. Point press crew, right? Future- Whether it's creative or whatever. Uh, it's very exciting, and there's other people. Like there's people, I, I, you know. I'm gonna say it. I volume three, Dirk Manning. I've already bugged him about it. <laughs> I he's got to be involved. This screams Dirk Manning, and and of course it comes down to you know editorial decisions and this. And well, that. this is. But this... I will publicly call him out on this. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's it's a match made in heaven. Like you know, whether it's another just quick one page prose. Or he does something with an artist mm-hmm. that doesn't matter, but I feel like it's just it's just something that needs to happen, you know. Well, I mean? well, here's hoping because because again, uh, there's there's four of us and and slots are always limited. I think we're we've pretty much set the lineup for volume three already. I I think. Jesus uh, Christ! Yeah, yeah. Well, the demand. Well, that's then volume that's, four. That's trying to meet Cauldron. But you never know, like Casey. <laughs> You Casey Pierce, we 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 thought, you know what? Let's create that slot for. Right. You know, we we got all these like single pages. How many what pages is Volume One uh, and Volume Two? Uh, volume One was thirty-two pages, which was the three uh, stories. Right. So with uh, Casey coming in officially on the editorial team, so now Casey takes care of a story. We're up to four four stories per volume in terms of the the eight to to twelve to thirteen pages. Right. Uh, so we're at 44 pages this issue. That's amazing. Uh, 48 if you count the, the covers. It's beefed out. Yeah, yeah. Beefed beef, out good. Beefed we're near to square fat. bound. Get fat. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. Just like heavy nice metal. I think a collector's edition too. It'd be nice. Oh my God. It's my issues. dream to do a treasury like a, size. a hardcover or treasury you, Has anything cool yeah. happened? Like anyone interesting noticed or shouted it out or, you know, that's been surprising? Like anybody... Uh, we're well. This is the thing. The community has been so supportive, right? That uh, yeah, there's been an outpouring of of uh, love in general. Like right. I, I, I've never been involved with something that has gotten so much uh, attention and acclaim. It's, it's, it's so beautiful. much fun, though. It's yeah, so yeah. Cool, you know, no, so and all those kids. Though, I want to say too. That's not. We got off topic a bit, but come uh, just pay attention to Seven Crowns tattoos. And if that thing happens, y'all need to get out there because it's yeah, it's affordable too. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's 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 fair, like the, the, you know, it's not super super cheap deals. Yeah, but you're not paying like you can get some really nice art, like I say, for like 40, 50 bucks. Some of these pieces, 
that are actually in the magazine or in the mm-hmm. comic are just showcase of the original gorgeous, art. right? And they, it yeah. all comes framed. Like you buy it off the wall, framed. You get to take it home with you in the frame. See, it sounds like you know deal, more man. more details about it than I do at this <laughs> I point. I really enjoyed that show. It was Those a good guys show. Did that show, it, it was, was super super cool. Which is why we're back yeah. there. This yeah, is this right. is the thing. Like you Shane know. had such a great time there. He's a yeah. guys. Let's do our launch there. Like we could do it in a comic store, which is which is you know fine. It's the usual thing we do, but with the adult content, with the artist driven thing, yeah. uh, let's yeah. try something different and this art gallery thing sounds really exciting. Not yeah. that we won't uh, do the tour of all our favorite and especially the retailers that support us. We're going back to each and every one of the stores to do signings and to, mm-hmm. to launch there. But uh, just to be able to have a party, a yeah. grown up party, as you said, with alcohol. Yeah, TCAF's gonna be a big deal too. Right? Yes, we yeah. got into TCAF yeah. as, yeah. Uh, as a uh, collective. So we're, we're getting a, uh, cauldron table nice nice uh, uh, yeah, for yeah. those uh, not in the know the toronto comics art festival is a big uh, hoity-toity uh festival that goes on here in toronto at the toronto reference library at the toronto reference library. on mother's day weekend on mother's day weekend and it's very cool though because it is free and what it does is actually showcases everybody who's not from toronto if you're it's from true. toronto it's very hard to get in and the fact that Cauldron has mm-hmm. put you guys on a level with the Toronto Comics Anthology and a few other mm-hmm. people who have been able to get in there. Well, but it is, you know, they bring in a lot of people from other countries. Oh, and, yeah. You know, you can meet a lot of cool people who are doing a lot of crazy stuff in other areas. Yes. And I think it's cool for them to get to come to Toronto, which is kind of the mecca. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, I know I'm biased, but <laughs> I've got, you know, all the evidence and facts to back it up. You yeah. know, that right now I believe Toronto is the me- If you're going to name any city... You know, at least to put on par with like New York. Yeah. Toronto's it. Toronto's TCAP seems to have eclipsed Mocha right and SPX and all the other absolutely. ones that it was based yeah. on too. It'd I'm be, absolutely it's fascinated. Rep, its reputation skyrocketed yeah, as far yeah. as the place to be. Like yeah. You know, and and just to just a clar- prestigious <laughs> event now, right? Just yeah, to clarify huge, as well, man. it is it is very difficult in general to get in just because it's yes. it's grown. But TCAP's yes. always been really supportive of of locals. Like it is tough. Because right. of competition, but right. I think uh, uh, what you find is that uh, uh, even percentage-wise, you go in and look in there, and uh, what happens is often uh, locals I've noticed uh, get waitlisted, but uh, they all eventually get in once you're once you're off right. the, the yeah. wait list. Yeah. And uh, in, in my case, there's been situations where I've gotten in uh, a week. Before, or uh, if you don't get in, you're probably guaranteed. Yeah, but this time, Sam, you're not in the kids' room. <laughs> well, here's what I love. Here's here's what I love. I'll, 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 I'll be I'll be honest. I I love tabling at TCAF, and I've been very fortunate because you don't always get to table every year. But I got to table two years in a row, right? Which was very fortunate, and being yeah. part, part of the kids uh, was right. where I belong. It's absolutely, because awesome. yeah, 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 yeah. I do a lot of kids books. Uh, absolutely, where I belong. And Ricky was. Do you also do Dwayne's uh, Inferno? No, no. That, this was <laughs> the room. Uh, sure. No, uh, last year we were in the salon, so yeah. I was in the kids' room one year, and then the uh, oh, salon I see, I see. another year. Are you still thinking of revisiting Dwayne's Inferno? Yes. Is yes. this something that could be cauldron worthy? Uh, it, it could. It could. Although, uh, to be honest, uh, without without uh, filling in too much details, I've really taken your advice to heart, Mr. Oh, Jay Clark, excellent. and I excellent. would design it more towards uh, its own thing. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah, That's but awesome. but again, I I wouldn't. Can it, people get that or read it anywhere right now? 
yeah, actually, uh, coincidentally, uh, it is a, it is one of our rewards that we've already reached. So our stretch goal of two oh, grand. That's right, it is one of the rewards. Yeah, yeah. Right, no, no. Right. Thanks for bringing that up yeah, as well. That's right, uh, yeah. uh, as as you've described, one of the creepiest I want things. I people to read it because you guys killed it on that. One of uh, my my collaboration with my good friend and frequent collaborator uh, Christopher Yao. Uh, one of the creepiest things I wrote. I originally wrote it for Hogtown Horror for Nelson. Right. And Nelson. Another great anthology. Yes, and mm-hmm. Nelson really pushed me. Like I I do a lot of sort of jokey action comedy type stuff and he said you know what you're a horror fan i know what you're capable of right just pull out the stops hogtown horror you know like cauldron is is uh a showcase right for edgy material let's let's see that coming out of you and i'm so glad he pushed me in that direction because yeah, yeah. uh, do you yeah, think they're gonna do more hogtown horror uh yes uh yeah, yeah it, it's just uh without uh, again i'm not privy to a lot of details yes, but it's good. definitely <laughs> it's definitely gonna happen uh the, the uh, on its own time oh uh, that's cool basically that's cool. and like, i'm like excited this, i'm so happy that they put it out newsprint Yes. Like, it was so fitting. I don't like when yeah. newsprint is overboardedly used. No, like, but it worked in this you know, case. Sometimes it's used far too much. Mm-hmm. This is this is the voice I'm going to start using, I think, <laughs> when I'm subversively talking about comic-making establishments <laughs> who do things they shouldn't. You can't make every book you make newsprint. Yeah. But anyways... Um, Hogtown can also be picked... Uh, uh, Wait, well, do they have a table this year? I can't remember. They had a table last year at DCAF, so right, uh, and they did the year before. Yeah, so they're so likely likely there now. Yeah, it would be yeah. great if Cauldron could be yeah. actually alongside uh, well, I'm so Hogtown. I'm There's excited. a lot of synergy between. Well, Hogtown people need and to get Cauldron. on to the Kickstarter and pledge yes. so they can read Dwayne's Inferno as well. Yeah, so you know. so here's the thing: you're guaranteed to get a free digital copy. Of Dwayne's Inferno, described as Jason Clark right. as the most disturbing thing I've ever written. Pretty much. Uh, it's one I of agree. the most disturbing things I've ever seen in a comic book. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you don't have to get so you specific about it. It's fucking creepy. It's one of the very few times I've ever looked at a, com- a, com- a page in a comic book and I had to turn my head. Like, I had to turn my head, and it was like, ah. Thank you, sir. But yeah, you too could turn your head away from your digital screen. Uh, Now that, yeah, we're fully funded and at 200%. In eight hours. Yeah. In eight hours. And as as Casey stated, it probably only took that long because you... You launched it at like 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Shane was getting up to go to work. (laughs) So he launched it at 5 in the morning. I thought we would launch at noon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it popped right away. Yeah, yeah, it did. You were like, I'm second, I'm third. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were excited to be like fourth backer. Well, the other thing is the the (laughs) folks that supported us, who supported the first campaign, there's some momentum going on. We thank you all. We are humbled (laughs) and flattered by, by this. And at 36 hours... Yeah. Yeah, uh, we, we hit 2000. Well, your goal was 999. dollars Yes. The minimum amount that to to print a comic. Right. And uh, the first day needed. you reached uh what? Did you hit did you break 2 grand on the first day? Not the first day. Uh, no, just I think shy of 23 in the first 24 hours I think you hit 23. 
Didn't maybe, I maybe. think that's what. I felt like way, I felt like within, enough that that's about what you did. Within thirty six, we yeah. I, I know we had hit yeah, uh, our stretch goal. It was goal. by Tuesday night, and we launched it Monday. Yeah, morning. yeah, and it was we, again. Yeah. Shane Shane uh, launched it on a weird time, yeah, but yeah. it it, it worked yeah. out for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still super amazing. Um, no, we're we're absolutely delighted. This and, is and fun, guys. Flattered by the support. We're having a lot of fun again. Thank you for letting me be involved, dude. Uh, hopefully, the your dweller, family, man. In fact, like we were talking. Uh, Shows Maybe up. the dweller makes a few appearances here and there. Shows up. Or two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the dweller's going to show up. That could be, yeah. you know. Uh, definitely for the signings. Well, you know, I think uh, the Live signings, is... you may see a particularly haggard dweller who, in fact, <laughs> has a full beard. But, uh, you know, I think that could work for live events. Oh, for but, sure, uh, for sure. So know, give us feedback, too. Cool. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Everybody get back at us and uh, them and all these guys. Again, so many people involved. It's crazy. Keith Grishow. Wow, pal Grishow. Uh, fearless <laughs> Fred Kennedy. Jason Toskowitz. The fucking latte drawn guy. <laughs> uh, you know, fucking, uh, who else involved? Case Pierce. Aaron yeah. Ong. Casey Parsons. Sam Noir. Shane Herron. Rick Aaron Lima, Burr. Aaron Burr. Jeffrey Miles. Jeffrey Miles. Sean course. Daly. Sean Daly. Becca Gorefield. Becca Gorefield. How's that for a fucking lineup, kids? That makes Killer. a fantastic collection for volume two of Cauldron. We did say Adam Gorefield. Uh, Adam Gorham does the cover. The cover. <laughs> it never ends. Generous, generous move, Adam Gorham. And you could so much fun. You could own Adam's God. cover as well. Sorry, <laughs> I got right. super but excited. One time he gets close to the mic. I got super excited because someone and 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 it's what is it the four hundred level? Yes, that's really cheap for an Adam Gorham cover. Somewhat. Yeah. This is the guy who who draws Rocket Raccoon, yeah. New Mutants, The Guardians, uh, Jughead, The Hunger, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja He's Turtles. Done, uh, the, that was it. Uh, Just did a James Bond Logan? covers. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, he's that. he yeah. is. He's got a new Valiant book coming out that looks absolutely incredible. What is it? Punk Punk Mambo. I Punk believe. Mambo. Yeah. And yeah. he donated the original art to us. And and for and again, that, he we... was three odd episodes ago. Go so and go listen to his episode. It's a fun episode with with Mr. Adam Gorham, but. For now, this is Casey Parsons, and this is Sam Noir. Thank you. Good uh, evening. Cauldron, Volume 2. Check it out. Get on a Kickstarter. There's probably like 15-ish to 18-ish days yeah. left to support. Search uh, Cauldron Magazine. This yeah. is going to be a fun-ass party. Come kids. say hi to us in Toronto. For yeah, sure. The Toronto Comic Con, Comic-Con. March 15th to 17th. These guys will be there. Uh, I will be there, of course, with Source Point Press. Uh, the Northern Invasion continues. Mr. Greg Wright of Monstrous, he's going to be here. Uh, Christopher Pesang Clark is coming up. Uh, it's going to be great times indeed. So everybody come on out. Toronto Com Con, Metro, Metro Toronto Convention Center. But as for now, kids, that is all we are going to have this week on An Elegant Weapon. Take it easy.